a one, a two, a one, two, three, go. The Hierophant. Learning, ritual, wisdom. Sometimes working within boundaries or within a larger structure can provide instruction and support. The Hierophant, above all, is a teacher, an, es an escort into the esoteric, a modality of knowledge or wisdom, the person who walks with you into space of knowing. Consider who or what fills this role in your life. Who is learning from you, taking your words, your actions? What structures can offer you the support you need to better learn? Traditions, ritual, and ceremony create methods to bring the realities of the inner world into the physical. Ritual can be a way to let go of feelings that aren't doing us any good or to take a moment to enjoy and notice those that are. Honor the heritage of insight those who have come before, celebrate wisdom. Listen first to the teacher within. Find or create tradition that feels meaningful to you. Take one deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> What up, everybody? Hello. Hello. Um, welcome, Dealing House Podcast. Um, it's your girl Bree on the ones and twos, alongside Michelle Marion Moon. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to part three of Celestial Bodies. So today, we're going to be really focusing in on not really the last three planets um but thinking about these three certain planets that we'll talk about here in a moment and how you can wield your magic and um forecast your actions um helpful yeah that so yeah yeah i feel weird right now i don't know why we got a we had some heavy combos before we started recording, we did i think so. We did, we did, which we'll just shut the fuck up and hocus pocus focus oh, right now. Yeah, um, so Mitch, uh, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been a real week of shifting for me. I'm sure everyone, everyone I've like talked to within the last like week has had some heavy stuff. Um, the new moon and solar eclipse and all that. Oh, yeah, and then isn't that one little planet that we talked about earlier on the podcast called Mercury in Retrograde, Michelle? Once again. Once again. And I I guess I'll just, I don't know, I'm going to uh, speak my truth in a truthier way than I have been. And what has led me to do this is, I guess just like for myself mostly and being like honest because I think something that I struggle with is like feeling like I'm like being authentic and um I feel like I mean I've been you know a lot of open on this podcast I like forget that like I just feel like me and Brie are sitting in a tent in our studio I'm chatting with Brie and then I, I remember that this goes out and I think the best way is honesty and those of you who like know me, know me, um, know that I was sober off of alcohol for five years. And after I, um, like when I was going through my divorce and once I moved here and I kind of felt like when I left Texas and came here, like, I was in such a like bad, like not bad. Like I've been thinking of like good and bad being objective. There's no good or bad. Um, but I was just not well um and I also was like you know really stepping into my own like voice and um if you've listened to any of the obviously I've talked about this but like I made huge scary transitions to be here and I I guess part of me was just like I'm done healing for now. Like I'm done sitting in this like mock of what this is. And I there, a lot of the truth is that I was like really liberated, you know? And I was yeah. like, I am my own person and I don't need to like, you know, have these titles. And I kind of felt like I was just to be honest, like kind of over, you know, this like idea of like being sober and what that meant. And 
I was like, I don't have to be one thing. I don't have to like put these labels on myself. So like, you know, was, was started drinking and like for a while it was like fine, you know, like I was, I was chill. I was, it was okay. But like, as time went on and on, it's like, I don't know. I kept, if I was having nights where like, I mean, days where I wouldn't eat and then I would drink and then I would get drunk and then I would black out. And then that's like super triggering for me. And my voice is like shaking as I'm speaking, but I like, I just basically was struggling with the guilt that comes with drinking. And to me, like, it's just not good. It's not like it's not good for everybody. It's just like not good for me. And it's definitely not good for me right now because the guilt was like building and building and building. And until I just like, I felt like I was like, living this like double like I wasn't truly paying attention or connecting or healing myself my the things that I had to deal with from leaving Austin and I was just kind of putting them on this like back burner and knowing that like I would deal with it like once time passed and it's just became like unsustainable for me and I got the space and I'm like so happy and I was, you know, I did talk about this on maybe the last episode or the one before that where it's like, you know, even when like you're supposed to be or you should feel happy about something that you've put so much work into is like every morning I'm waking up and like just not feeling it and, you know, sitting there trying to like, you know, tell other people while I'm doing readings like what's coming through and it's like my fucking shit was clouded, you know, like because I'm feeling guilty about what I'm doing and so how am I supposed to like be this like channel if I'm hungover essentially and I am like beating myself up while I tell other people to like not have guilt and not have shame uh so I guess like basically it just came down to like it's so much easier for me to just stop the thing that's making me feel guilty than to battle with myself about why I should be able to do what everybody else does. Guilt is a strong opponent. Yeah. That bitch turn up. And it's, like, so fucking weird because, I I mean, like, it's just, like, I mean, I'm, like, proud of myself in this sense of, like, I didn't let it, like, get out of control. Like, it didn't feel sustainable and I've been there before where it's, like, I'm watching this, like, you know, two-way path of, like, or maybe three-way or four-way, like, just, like, hot. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them I'm just seeing it like unravel and fall apart and like I'm like well I'll just let it you know unravel and fall apart burn this fucking down like I'm gonna burn it down (laughs) so that I have to come back to myself and then I like remember that like I've grown so much I've developed so many tools to like I don't have to completely self-destruct like to love myself or to like to like think I'm worthy of like doing the work that I want to do. Um, and I just, I don't know. I am so fucking grateful for like everyone that's came to me for a reading. And I, I, I don't know. What is the day? 21st. <laughs> it's 21st. Dude, it's the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, I've gone longer than I thought then. Cause I, on the 17th, um, I just, that was the last, the 17th, I remained sober. Um, onward. Onward. I remained sober off of alcohol and weed because both of these things make me feel guilty. Not that they're good or bad, but they just are not good for me right now. And um, I would like to share, I mean, I, I wrote in my journal on July 30th uh, in 2021, that first of all, that words are spells. <laughs> and I guess for this is the first thing I wrote. And I don't know, it's like moving to me today. And it's, it's like a little, it's a little much, but I'll read it anyway. I wrote, what I have held back in words and actions will now be written and acted on. And it will change my world. It will change the world. <laughs> Helios, that was really on one that day, I guess. Um, the world. Yeah. I wrote that. And, like, the, you know, this has taken me. It's, like, this was in 2021. And so, like, two years ago, right? It's 2023. 20, and I'm still, like, 
wrestling with these like parts of myself, but it, I don't know. I just felt called to remind myself and all of y'all, if you've been here, but I wrote that my body is a vessel because I fucking hurt my body. Like I have really let my body down so many times by what I do to it. Uh, forgive me. You are forgiven. I will love and honor. I will honor love and care for you as you need. I will let go of this guilt and shame around the damage I will cry, around the damage that has been done. My body is protected and it's designed for healing. I am healing now. Um, I'm still healing and I'm like gonna deal with the shit that I need to heal. Like again and again and again and again. Always. When you know in your body what you need, you will say it. You will speak it. This will set you free. Words will flow freely, <laughs> like they are right now, uh, without restriction, without pain, without guilt, without shame. You'll find power in speaking your truth. This is was to my ex-husband. Blank. <laughs> will find himself through this. He will find joy, love, compassion. He will open his heart. He will find what makes him feel alone is actually the key to connection. May he be successful. May he be well. May his business thrive. May his heart heal. Allow him to be loved. Allow him to truly love. I will always send him compassion. May he receive it. May he always have enough. And may he always feel stability. And when I wrote this two years ago in August, like I meant it, you know, for him and since then it's I've felt <laughs> opposing ways and still have remained able to send that and what I've realized is like I was it's like I'm still always looking for out for someone else like instead of myself as well so I I want all those things for me you know too like I want myself to feel these things and to feel stable um, and it feels good to like still have this, um, these wishes going that way. Cause there's like nothing worse than feeling the opposite, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's just the energy you put out is the energy that's going to come back to you. That's why everybody's always talking about the state of mind and abundance, right. you know, uh, which is so ever hard to achieve. I feel like I'm shifting into this, like, yeah this like with this space and like if y'all haven't if you don't follow us on instagram i mean i don't know how you're listening to this podcast then but yeah like the space is like something i'm like truly so proud of and like put so much of myself in and i'm just i mean like i really do feel like i i had to i have to um and this is just like a me thing completely is that I need to be sober to show up in that space. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. For myself and for y'all. That's what I'm going to do. Dude, so... Thank you for listening. Fun fact before I dive into my Hocus Pocus focus. Um, I know a lot of my students listen to this podcast and like might have like heard that passage um but i quote you all the time in that i am healed i am healing mm. right because it's not a linear thing um so i wish it was no. <laughs> <laughs> you turn right and you're yeah. healed <laughs> um for me for my hocus pocus focus is just i've had a year i've had a really fucking I, I went and got dinner with one of my friends and she was going through some similar stuff. And I was like, dude, I was, I felt unhinged. Just, I think like after all the stuff with uh, my previous job, I was just like, I got to cut. I got to slice. Like I was just slicing up motherfuckers. I was like roiding out on Capricorn energy so hard. <laughs> just like fucking oh, AWOL. I had gone AWOL. <laughs> She's back. I'm back, though. I'm back in line with the army. 
Um, but I had just gone, like, totally AWOL. But, like, during the period of chaos, like, I feel like I really understood myself and understood my shit on another level. Like, today I had several moments where I definitely could have had an old-school Brie mental fucking breakdown. But I didn't. Definitely felt like shit, for sure. But... Other, I was able to pull myself away from the shit. Um, and I think, again, going back to that like s- state of mind being in abundance, like, I'm like, this is great. Like, I'm, I'm with Dan, you know, and like, I'm with Michelle. And like, I should be so lucky that I have these people, right? A house is something that you can build, reconstruct, tear down, redesign, right? But people and like relationships are, they're so perfect. Like they're, it's like perfect, like an organic way, like in nature, you know what I mean? Like how each snowflake and each leaf is perfect. It's like the, the, the connection. Yeah, there's, like, nothing to change, but it's so temporary, right? Nature is the biggest, like, literal vision that you see that is a cycle, is nature, right? So you understand how it's dual and then how temporary it is, you know? And so you have just so, like, when you go somewhere beautiful, you're like, oh, my God, right? Because it's like, when are you going to see this again? Like, I was just leaning into that feeling of, how I feel about my relationships is just like, they're so beautiful. Like, you know, I left my ucky, like shitty, like city or something. And then I went to like, you know, Oahu and like saw the fucking greenery in the ocean and just, Oh, I'm savoring this much. You know, it's just, it's leaning in. I just have heavily like leaned into that. And even like me and the gals that I work with, uh, we had like a, a, um, just like a celebration of my friend, um, who like, I'm so like, I don't like, I don't know what I would do without her when I was going through my separation. Like she was just there every fucking moment just to like, tell me what I was doing is just human, you know, alongside you, obviously. Um, But it was a celebration of her birthday, and I'm just so fucking grateful for her. Like, and, like, she's just, I admire her so much. She always goes for whatever the fuck she wants and doesn't care uh, about, like, the status quo or that she needs to have a blah. Like, she's like, no, I want to live the life I want to live. And so I'm like, this, I don't know when, like, I'm not gonna, like, there's gonna be that day where she's like, okay, I'm going to Antarctica later. (laughs) Um, and, like, I won't get to see her the way I get to see her right now. Um, and then her and a couple of other of the girls that we work with, and I was just like, I, like, I won't, I'll probably, all of us will never get to have moments like this. Like, this is very temporary, like, it's temporary, you know, but it was so special as connection. So, in this moment of where I am feeling disconnected and out of control of the tangible I've been leaning in to just abundance with the people I love I mean there's a lot of you out there and I'm so grateful for you all loving me and like the people that I've hurt I'm grateful that you loved me and thank you um so much And, yeah, so I'm just really heavily leaning into love because I feel out of control, like an incompetent piece of shit. Like, I can't do anything or, like, afford anything or... I just feel perfectly imperfect. And so, uh, when I feel imperfect, I lean into the people that I love and make sure that they know that they feel loved and that they're perfect. Mm -hmm. Hashtag Mary Poppins. Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) Hashtag Mary Poppins. Um, Okay. Let's just go to the tarot cards. Cut. Cut. But no, just kidding. Um, Please uh, go visit Michelle at Nurture. She's there. Hopefully I can eventually at some point get down there to like hang out. Um, 
But yes, go check her out at Nurture if you want a reading. Um, you can book through both of us. Michelle has a website and a booking system. The link is in her Instagram bio. You can just DM me if you want one. I I did two this week, and I was like, damn, forgot how awesome this feels. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm like, sorry, my knee. Um, I was like, damn, I forgot how awesome this feels. This is rad. Um, yeah, and then uh, just be sure uh, to keep your eyes peeled on social media. Keep following us at Healing House Podcast because we're doing some fun stuff this summer. So, anyways, there's the biz nasty. Let's just get to the cards. Cards. So open up your heart and your mind, babies, and receive the power of the tarot. You know the cards don't lie, and I'm starting to feel it's right. All the attraction, the tension, don't you see, baby, this is perfection. Card time. Choose a card up in the dark night this is like i mean this is perfect kind of coming back to self i guess for both of us probably for all of us in these times this is like our inner map the guidance that only we know the only map that i mean that matters the most um and normally it's like you know in the darkness uh this appears and it's like we're kind of asking for direction and the star card will the star will show up um you know it's like the oldest form of navigation anyway um and we make all these you know stories to it and this is our way back our way back to ourselves and the path that you know you're supposed to be on so really listening um, to your own voice and like following that, following that direction is going to be, that's the message for all of us right now is finding our own, our own star and, and trusting that you're the one, your destination, wherever you're going. And if you've seen it and if you visualized it, like the way there, the map there, like resides in your body, <laughs> in your voice, and no one else's, you know, no one else, whatever someone expects from you or wants of you, it doesn't matter. This is... And it's also like, you know, like in epic adventures when they're like, there's the North Star! Oh my god, we found it! It's presented itself! Right? It's also, for me, like, a symbol of hope. Yeah. comes after the tower. Yeah, it comes after the tower. <laughs> um, but it's like this symbol of a hope of hope. It's like again like for example like how I was talking about, oh, I'm in this darkness. I my light, my star is like my love and the relationships I have in my life. There's a star right there. Right? It's it's just that feeling like, hey, like dude, keep going. Right. You're in the right direction. Go there. Yeah, just like Michelle said, it's your inner navigational system that's like, you're on it, bud. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Um, yeah, so keep going, everybody out there. Yeah. Also, we read the Hierophant card in the beginning. Good call. For, you know, Taurus season. Uh, the Hierophant is the card that is connected uh, to the Hierophant. And... The Hierophant card, like we like we read, is, you know, the, the wisdom and the learning and the teacher and, like, who we surround ourselves with. Who roots you on? And, like, are and who are you rooting on? Like, this is such a thing of connection and the people that we surround ourselves with, um, which in the, I was saying to Brie, like, in the beginning um, of me creating the tarot deck, I had made Blake uh, the Hierophant and... I like reminded him of that today via text that I was thinking about, you know, why that is. And you just meet people in your life that like are really, really rooting for you. And that also show you, you know, a connection that maybe you didn't think was you were worthy of or that you would ever find or see. And so I I just thought it was kind of sweet that I was thinking of that today and then kind of realizing that that's the card associated with the season and that for me like 
him for sure. And, you know, people that have come into my life when I'm following my own star, um, that they show up as like this teacher. And I don't know, he certainly has like shown me so much in the time that we've known each other that there was just so much that I didn't know, um, about connecting with people that is like, there's so much joy in it. Those will be. Yeah. Anyway, that was that. That was the hierophant card for this for the Taurus season, and now we will get into celestial, celestial rise. And I love that we got the star for our right. celestial body episode. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Bree Leonard. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Well, but still, welcome back. Uh, we are now moving on to part three of the celestial bodies. In part three, we'll cover Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Uh, again, if you just joined us, go back and listen to part one, just so that way you could kind of have a general understanding of what the fuck a celestial body is. Um, and then you can come back and rejoin us. But today, we're going to be focusing on Saturn, y'all. Elements, Earth. Key themes, responsibility, structure, and boundaries, associations. Capricorn, 10th house. Welcome to hell, kids. Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. Um, Yeah, uh, if you think about, like, Capricorn and me being the most Capricorn ever, um, Saturn is definitely a planet I identify with. Uh, It's like the no fun zone, responsibility, structure, boundaries, right? I'm notoriously a workaholic and always trying to be sure like like I won't go into anything if I can't see any type of stability or structure within it however boundaries is one that has been very hard for me (laughs) over the past yeah um but I'm rebuilding I'm turning on my Saturn right and if you go back to the Capricorn episodes too which you know maybe we'll redo the Zodiac ones and go a little bit more in depth and a lot of people ask for that um but, you know, when you think about the sign Capricorn, right, it is a sign um, of that is a cardinal earth sign. So it is the earthiest of the earth sign. Um, Capricorns uh, strive when it comes to like abundance, stability, structure and wealth. Um, you know, we like success. But uh, the thing is, is about Capricorns. It's not about ego, right? It's about thriving together and and like being a part of something that is that is bigger and like almost like uh you know you think about an overall arcing mission you know like john lennon is like you know love you know spreading love or whatever you know it's your work like has purpose it's the purpose that you're obsessed with if that makes sense um Famous for its rings, which are likely formed by pieces of comets, asteroids, and moons that were torn apart by the planet's powerful gravity. That imagery really highlights the planet of, of restriction, doesn't it? Saturn showca- showcases the, harn- the harshest but also the rewards of life and reality. The planet of helping you achieve growth through experience. Breaking the patterns of naming planets after the major Roman gods, Saturn is named for its titan that preceded them, the father of Jupiter, Kronos in Greek myth, who ate all of his children for fear of being overtaken by them all until Jupiter slash Zeus freed them all. Through the myth, you can clean the themes of authority, tradition, power structures, and harsh restrictions this planet is known for which is probably why it has a net a negative connotation however these limits set the very challenges that once learned help you harness discipline and control and with time manifest lasting results right so you know Saturn return is like a big thing for you. If you think about like all of these characteristics of Saturn, right? When people are like, oh, my Saturn is in return, right? We're learning. Like you're over the fuck up phase. Like it's like, you know, if you're still partying and drinking hardcore when you're over like 28, that's kind of when it starts to get bum status, you know? Where you're like, do something else. Yeah. Bored here. Yeah. It's like, get it together. And your Saturn returns between 27 and 30 or 33? I think it's 30. 30. 
Yeah. Three. 33. 31. 31. 31. Somewhere. Somewhere in your 30s, early 30s. <clears throat> right? When you, you did, you had your fun, you learned the lessons, and now you know how to to have fun that leads to like true joy rather than something that is either veiled or masked by alcohol and drugs, you know, or peer pressured into it's from a space of authenticity. Prior to absorbing Greek myths, Saturn was an agricultural deity in Rome. Um, fittingly, agriculture is an occupation that deals with time and cycles requiring patience, discipline, and hard work in order to gain wealth and abundance. Through these aspects, you can learn responsibility and cultivate rewards that come with recognizing structures and rules as you bring your desires into the physical realm. Like the harvest seeth, right? Saturn, or scythe, excuse me. Like the harvest scythe, Saturn shows that we reap what we sow, good or bad, such cause and effect can we highlight from inadequacies, but through work. Saturn shows us how to transform weakness into strengths and obtain mystery, and that your greatest weakness can indeed become your greatest strength. Right? So it's, it's, it's putting the work in and seeing like the slow results over time, but these results are big in abundance, right. you know? Like, I go back and, like, think about everything that I learned. Like, when I was in my Saturn Returns, like, that's when I was like, oh, you have no boundaries, bitch. <laughs> you need, you have no boundaries and you're codependent. So that you can thrive on. Yes, exactly. And, like, beginning to do that and trying them out and trial and error and failing and winning, I've been able to be way healthier mentally. Way healthier. Also, like, letting go of things, like, letting things go. I used to just take everything so personally and, like, hold on to it, like, and go punish myself, you know, and, or would just, like, like, talk about hardcore Capricorn, just wouldn't let myself feel any feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, just totally not letting myself feel. So, um, Saturn, again, responsibility. Magic. Harnessing the power of Saturn in your magic can be beneficial for long-term success, sustainability, and learning to master anything, even things you once considered your weakness. As the planet of limitations, Saturn is great for protection magic and setting up from physical and energetic boundaries. For healing magic, Saturn can help strengthen the skeletal system and provide structure for the body. When seeking Saturn's favor, try spells on Saturday, for which this planet was named, and or during Saturn's planetary hour. You can also harness the pattern of, or the power of Saturn uh, through Capricorn, where Saturn is determined and focused on achievements and what is real, material, and tangible. Saturn was once thought to rule Aquarius before the discovery of Uranus. So you can use this sign's power when looking to break rigid rules set by Saturn once you have gleamed the wisdom and mastery of a particular area. That's super interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Saturn's transit can feel tricky, but try to use these times to reflect on how to use structure for your benefit and your magic, whether it be protected, integrated lessons, or building lasting structures. Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, like the integration of, of all the things that you've picked up to create this stability that we like want, which is where... I guess, I don't know if I should go into it, but the... No, go for The it. world, the, the card... The rules card. ...is, like, think about the the world is where the fool... Like, that's the ending. That's a completion of the cycle from the fool. It's like it goes through all of the... This was the end game. Yeah. It's the end game. And it's like it has all the elements. It has all the things. We can bring them all together. The figure dances in the middle and works with the world. Like, and there's no resistance anymore. Yeah. Like, it's it's the climax of the movie. It's like the hero being crowned. It's, you know, the homeward bound, the dogs get home. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Are we home? <laughs> we home. What's up, Tabby? <laughs> right? Wasn't that the cat's name? The Tabby? Was it Tabby? That sounds right. What was the cat's name? Somebody send us the cat's name yeah. <laughs> from Homeward Bound. Um, I totally forgot about her because there was like Shiloh, Shadow... Shadow? 
I love Shadow. Oh. I identified with him so hard. Um, also that movie. Fuck. That whole series. Like, I'm oh sassy. Sassy! Very close. <laughs> sassy! Sassy! sassy. <laughs> I remember they're just, like, calling Sassy's ass home, no, and she's, like, like, flying through the motherfucking <laughs> grass trying to get her ass homeward bound. <laughs> trying to get homeward bound. <laughs> Anywho, uh, shout out to Disney. You guys used to do cool yeah. shit. Um, anyways. I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of hate mail. So I hope so. There's a lot of Disney people that follow us. So I'm sorry, Disney people. It's just, <laughs> you gotta rip on it. I mean, nothing is as good as it was in the fucking 90s. Yeah. Like, as far as Disney shit goes. And, like, um, I kind of thought my life would be more like a Disney movie. Yeah, like, that's be totally. The up, but then, like, you know. Then you'd be, like, in Smart House or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then your boyfriend is the dude from Brink. Yeah. I'm more Team x Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the bad boy. The dude with, like, the weird smirking lip and the long hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, and his lips, they look just too soft. Boy out there who played that character, are your lips, do they still (laughs) look like that? Anyway, uh, talking about Unhinged, here she goes again. I'm talking about There she goes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Love me some Saturn, OBS. Um, I definitely need to have a little bit more Aquarius energy with my Saturn. Um, but, you know, lessons learned. Next planet is Uranus. Element is air. Key themes are freedom, genius, uh, the future. Ooh. Mm. Uh, associations, Aquarius, the 11th house. Like the Greek god of the open sky. Or... God, I suck at names. Uh, Oranos, for whom this planet was named. Uranus expanded the realm of possibility and human knowledge to the fact that other planets and celestial bodies exist past Saturn. Beyond, pause please, the limits of the human eye. The discovery of Uranus in 1781 ushered in an era of revolution and futuristic scientific discoveries, establishing this planet in astrology as one of rebellion, future, and science. That makes total sense for Aquarius, right? It's like, whoa, dude, hold the fuck on. There's another fucking constellation, and it's Aquarius. (laughs) And then everybody's like, whoa. And a lot of stuff was happening then, you know? Think about it. The Revolutionary War was in 1776, you know? Kind of on the cusp of all that shit. Often referred to as higher octave of Mercury, Uranus represents ingenuity, sudden insights, and quick thinking, and relates to lighting and electricity. Ruler of Aquarius, Uranus seeks freedom and liberation, awakening you to new thoughts and ideas that expand the realm of possibility. Breaking the pattern of norm, of spinning on its axis, Uranus spins on its side so that the poles that um, take Uranus's turn facing the sun. So basically it's so that way it faces the sun. This abnormal eccentric behavior is mirrored in Uranus's astrology, highlighting themes of individuality and uniqueness within us all. While Uranus breaks the rules set by Saturn, when these two planets work together, meaningful changes happen and can truly improve society. While Uranus seeks freedom, it also speaks to the need to establish and discipline before fully being able to use it before its full benefits. In other words, you need to learn the rules before you can break them. Walk before you crawl. Make sure you eat your vegetables. No dessert before dinner. Uh, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yes, so the two together, especially one being right after, and take note that, right, Saturn is before Uranus. You need to find, uh, and especially with this being Taurus season, like, discipline, structural, and ritual, like, the layout, the foundation, before you can start to create all of these really amazing, super cool things that I know all of you out there can create. And interesting enough that the tarot card associated with Uranus is the fool. So it's like Makes sat, total from Saturn sense. with the world and then we go back and then it's like Uranus and then the, now it's the fool again. It's at zero. 
It's that it's airy. It's completely just walking off the edge of a cliff. It's like kind of like the walking on uh, broken <laughs> glass. We are back to the pool, of course. Yeah, right after the world. Right after the world. You guys, there's synchronicity. There's some synchronicity happening here. Coincidence? I think not. Dear Watson, there is no coincidences. So yeah, I hope you all are noticing the symbolism. It's crazy. Like the more you dive into, the more you're like, everything's connected, man. Everything. Like, fuck. It restores a lot of faith in you in a bit, you know? It also teaches you how to read the world. It's like how to read your environment. It creates intuition. Ah, shit. I almost stopped my Topo Chico. It would have been a crime. Um calls the police (laughs) (laughs) um magic in magic uranus can offer an unpredictable energy and manifests in unexpected ways however this can be just the energy to call upon in matters of change and movement when you're stagnant just be sure to prepare for the unexpected, right? So if you are like feeling like, man, I just need to spice it up a little bit and you call on Uranus, careful. Uh, magic that deals with revolution and humanitarianism does well here, as does magic that revolves around technology and uses of technology as a tool. Use Uranus's cosmic power to innovate your life or even improve how you do your magic. Consider the higher octave of Mercury. Wednesday and Mercury's hour can be beneficial times to connect with the celestial power. You can also use the power of this planet through its sign Aquarius, especially for adoning old labels and notions and embracing innovation and new identities. Since this is the planet that electrical impulses within the body through working with Uranus, you can harness regular quote-unquote sparks of genius and innovation in your craft. Mm. So, yeah. And it's like you get to be become the fool again and again. Again! And it's interesting, the Mercury thing, or like doing the work on Wednesdays, the Mercury is the magician, so it's like kind of calling in... You know, the ma- it's it's the, it's it's giving you a hint. It's giving you a hint. Call in the magician, because we're both. You're both. You're the fool and the magician. We both. We both. Moving on, shall we? Neptune, elements, water. Key themes: collective, unconscious, psychic connection, transcendence. Pisces, twelfth house. All you Pisceans out there, what up? It makes total sense, you know, like during Pisces season, you're like visualizing and manifesting and like seeing, you're like you're, you know, you're visualizing what it is that you want, you know, where you're going. It's, it's just, it's all very interesting. My Neptune is in Capricorn. <gasps> what? Shut up. That's fucking amazing. See, that's good stuff. Let me see what my Neptune is in. Um, no surprise there. My Neptune is in Capricorn as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Meaning our entire generation finds inspiration through hard work, responsibility, seriousness. I don't know about that. And ambition. <laughs> How serious. But that's fun for both of us. Dude, that's sick. Like the god of the sea for whom he it is named, watery Neptune washes away and dissolves boundaries, wounds, and perceptions of reality. Um, reality with its energetic waves and unifies all with its vast healing oceans. Helping you transcend earthly bounds, Neptune invites you to lose yourself and merge into the greater whole, ushering in new dimensions of reality and consciousness. Here, Neptune inspires the artists who can merge into consciousness to greater universe and channel ethereal works of art, as well as the psychic who can become clear cosmic channel for information from other planets of existence. Ruling the arts, poetry, and music, this planet calls for a spiritual experience and can produce inspired, otherworldly, and vibrating 
vibration raising works such as symphonies and orchestral pieces and as can be seen growth and as can be seen through go with the flow pisces neptune inspires unity through these spiritual artistic expressions and experiences here is where you fantasize and engage in the symbolism of dreams to access the subconscious and the psyche Throughout working with Neptune, you can become a clear psychic channel. This is, But this type of work can lead to extreme sensitivity, which can cloud your sense of clarity and muddy your ability to discern. So, working with Saturn or grounding with Earth energy is important before exploring the cosmic and consuming power of water element, Neptune, to help establish reality and ground your energy to boundaries of physical plane of the physical plane while working with boundaries may not seem so glamorous it can heighten your experience with neptune in a much more productive way so again like if you go to our third eye chakra episode we talk about this kind of shit right neptune for sure rock and rolls with the ajna chakra and if you just allow yourself to just get in this too heady of a space where you're meditating like 200 times a day and like <laughs> you know like or you go down like you think QAnon, okay. you know you're going down a wormhole and you can't stop and then all of a sudden that becomes your reality and you have nothing to tether yourself back to mm-hmm. planet earth back to perception right. and back to reality which i will plug in that the tarot card is the hanged one so it's like you are off the ground you have been lifted up by the feet like the feet and you are it's like that moment though that you're kind of undergoing this shift of perspective too and then, like, the consciousness is there, especially in the hanged one, like, the imagery. It's like they have the halo over the head. It's like they are unafraid. They are conscious. They are connected to knowing that they have the stability, hopefully, within themselves. For sure. And that they're undergoing this, like, process with purpose. And it's interesting for, like, the situation I'm going through, uh... I last week I pulled two cards. I'm like, okay, what is the overall like thing that I need to keep in mind with all of this? Mm. Like I pulled that and then the two of cups and I was like, oh. anyways, it all just comes back around. Doesn't it? And it's always showing up. Symbolism. Cool. It's cool. Synchronicities. Magic. You can bless your spells with profound psychic insight and artistic inspiration, as well as become a clearer channel to the cosmos and all of your celestial magic by connecting to Neptune. Use its cosmic power of water to soothe and heal and foster greater understanding and compassion. Magic that relates to dreams and symbolisms exceeds under Neptune's watch which is great for incorporating the magic of symbols into your spells, such as the astrological glyphs, or even in using art as a form of magic to channel your psychic information. Such work with Neptune will empower your third eye, just talked about it, which corresponds to the part of your body that Neptune rules, the pineal gland. Given that Neptune was one of the planets discovered later in human civilization and is considered a higher octave of Venus, you can use Friday or Venus's hour of effective Neptune magic. You can also work with the Neptune through Pisces, where it influences of artistic inspiration, psychic consciousness, and the unity uh, really comes through, inviting peace in situations. Yeah. Bring on the peace. Bring on the peace. Bring on the peace. Yeah, gang, we have one more planet left, and then we'll, like, get into retrogrades, I figured. Like, retrogrades is its own interesting, exciting little thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we'll talk about um, when it deserves its own episode, I feel like, because there's lots of questions, there's lots of topics, there's lots of planets. We'll talk about what each planet looks like when it's in an retrograde retrograde and what that looks like for you blah 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 kind of each episode is a little bit sometimes we have our moments um 
adjustment, yeah. So there's a little bit more planetary magic for you, boys and gals and gentlemen and girls and everyone is invited to the party. <laughs> You're all invited, and no matter what you identify as. Um, so yeah, um, that is part three. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Honestly, if you don't even listen to every single episode and just want to subscribe, it's like the <laughs> Yeah, just kidding. Um, but yeah, and then follow us on the podcast, but also you could join the Patreon um, on the full moons. Um, Michelle always uh, uh, creates a ritual for you all. Uh, that you can do at your time and you know like you can do the day before the the actual day and the day after like gives you plenty of flexibility for you to choose which day you want to align with for that uh and then also while every change of the zodiac season i've been pulling tarot cards for everybody for like what the lesson was from that for them and how to implement it into this next season yes so it's been super fun. Also, you get 13% off of services with Michelle at Nurture. You get yeah. 13% off of our events that were going to be happening. So just fucking do it. Yeah. And the on the Patreon, we'll ha- it has the codes for... If you're in if you're local to the Denver area and you want to get a reading, then you would type in that code at checkout and Boom. get the discount. Also, too, we're doing a fun um, second Saturdays with Melt Project. Um, it's going to be a box and flow. So you take Angie's box class, boxing class, and then, uh, come flow with me after. And it's a, a workout that's rooted in mindfulness and fucking melt project is so cool. If you live in Boulder, if you live in Denver, anybody should go up to that spot, check it out. What she does is really cool and nobody else is doing it. So yeah, there, there, so there, yes. And remember, you are magic. Take one deep breath.